What I love about Mac Weldon, besides the great garments, is that the copy says, have fun, say what you want. So I'm going to tell you some of my favorite elements. <laughs> That's not even a word. I'm going to tell you some of my favorite animals. The elephant, <laughs> the orangutan. It says I can say whatever I want. I know how to talk to my audience better than anyone else, and my audience wants to know what I animals I thought you said like. elements, so I was going to say boron. <laughs> That's a good one. Fire. Uh, uh, fi- fire? <laughs> Fire, wind. heart. <laughs> if you're a classical Greek, uh... listen. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now, or whatever your pet orangutan is wearing right now. It's smart design, premium fabrics, simple shopping. The website's great. You go to macweldon.com, you're gonna be like, "Whoa, this is one hell of a website." And I'm gonna be like, "Yes, I told you that already." Uh, but finding the clothes you want and checking out is all super easy. The underwear is incredibly comfortable. I know it's laundry day when my underwear drawer is bereft of Mac Weldon underwear. Just to be clear, they also make socks, shirts, undershirts hoodies and sweatpants the most comfortable of which you will ever wear uh, I have to say I was in a wedding over the past weekend I was wearing Mack Weldon socks and the groom was like hey groomsmen here's other socks that I want you to wear and I wore them but it was under protest I was like they're not going to be as comfortable in antimicrobial as my Mack Weldon socks and the groom's were like the groom is like, true, but I'm the groom, so do what I said. If you don't like your first pair, keep it. They're going to refund you, no questions asked. Not only do they feel good, they perform well, too. Go to MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-Weldon.com. And get 20% off using the promo code REBOUND, which is coincidentally the name of this show. I don't know if that's really a coincidence or not. It might be ironic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, if it was like Bounder or something, that would probably be a yeah. problem. Any anagram of rebound also works. Not true. <laughs> Not true. Uh, how was your 4th of July weekend, gentlemen? Okay, great. I, 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 mine was good. <laughs> Never mind. Moving on. It was good. It was. It was actually. It was quite nice. Um, I officiated you know, a wedding. Not very technological, however. I will say. Yeah, I hear um, that. Unless you read, well, it's sort of related. Um, do you ever read Cable Sasser's? blog every year i never miss his, every year. his july 4th oh, no it's become a tradition with my with my family i have not read this year's post yet but yeah and uh, i've read my son ones. my son absolutely loves them so I, we were very excited when this year's came out could be a problem next year the place he goes to might shut down and if you're if you're unclear at cable sasser's website which we'll link in the show notes i think it's cable.me if memory yeah. serves yep cable.me every july 4th he uh shares with the world Incredible packaging and brand names for uh, fireworks. But they might be outlawed for him next year, so he might not be able to buy them again. And Cable, of course, is the one of the heads of Panic. Who make great they make great software. They do make great software. Yeah. You said that unprompted. (laughs) Yeah, not an advertiser. And also the fire the fireworks place he goes to, not an advertiser. (laughs) Yet. We're, we're working on it. Well, they might be going out of business, so <laughs> we're getting shut down by the feds. You know, sometimes when we're going to do this show, I'm like, hey, let's look at some of the tech blogs and see what interesting things are happening in the tech news before we record. <laughs> and uh, it's very much Fourth of July week <laughs> in that mm-hmm. there ain't nothing going on in the world of technology. Well, the one thing we have not talked about is um, hit me Spotify. Yeah, I was thinking that 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 big whole mm-hmm. foo last week where so is there a timeline? There's like a, do we need like a timeline on this? Because like what happened first when they like Spotify uh, saying that Apple was basically being you know anti. Well, I guess the first the first thing that they did was they put in their in their app they tried to put a link 
or not a link, but they tried to tell people to, is it just telling people to go to their site to sign up for less? I think is what it was because they had a thing. They, they, what they would do is charge you $13 to sign up through the app. And then it's $10 if you sign up through the website. So they were basically passing on the 30% right. to, so that Apple charges to their customers. This is one of those extremely weird areas. And I've seen a lot written about this um, in terms of this is a, I, I've always found this one of the problematic decisions that Apple's made. And, and I can see the rationale behind it. Now, uh, uh, but remember, it changed, right? Originally, they said, if you have any kind of in-app subscription, you must offer it in iOS as an in-app purchase at the same or better rate than you do elsewhere. And eventually, they recanted that rule kind of quietly. Right. So then people like, and Spotify's not the only one, right? Rhapsody always sends me promos, <laughs> changing its name to Napster. Rhapsody sends me promos saying, hey, uh, you, you know, make sure you buy from us and not via Apple. And I did switch at their urging. Like, hey, right now your subscription's through iTunes. Cancel it there and then come to our website and you can get it for less. And I was like, okay. Um, but so the, Spotify not alone in saying, now that Apple tore down that rule, let's let's tell people where because they, they want to capture the most of the revenue right when apple does it right like we, my company has a, a subscription product in the ios store and in google and when they are going to take a bigger cut and you can your payment processor takes less you can offer factory direct prices and make more money for the business i guess what, what did they did, did they send you a, your an email yeah yeah they emailed me i think yeah because they don't they can't do it through the app right right well, and this is what frustrates me about it is that it sometimes feels like a tax on people who are, you know, are ignorant of the fact that you can go outside the store. Um, and that strikes me as it's it's just it's slightly uncomfortable, I feel like. I mean, I, I understand that Apple wants to get its 30 percent and especially if you're an app that is free. Right. Like and so therefore there is no percentage being kicked back to Apple um, if you just do all the subscription stuff, you know. Uh, in some other way or, or try to divert subscription stuff around the app store. Like I can, I can understand why that is frustrating from a, a revenue perspective. Um, but it, it does feel, you know, you get back to these issues, not just with the subscriptions, but with things like the Kindle app, right? Where you can't buy stuff through like eBooks through the Kindle app on your iPhone. And it just, it, it's one of those weirdly artificial feeling barriers that I just find frustrating because it's not that that's not possible. It's that we've created rules to make that not allowable. Moltz is going to yeah. take the Apple side. Go ahead, Moltz. We're ready. No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> Unless you really want me to. <laughs> I don't want you to say anything you don't believe, John. I mean, I, but the thing is, I think you can you can argue uh, you can argue about the rule, um, but you can't pretend that it's a big surprise. Oh, sure. Yeah. That I mean, this is like, yeah, I mean, this is, this is, yeah, this is, but it's the same rule that everybody has to uh, go along with in order I mean, to be in the app store. Whether or not it's anti-competitive, I, I kind of doubt it, I feel like. Um, I don't know. It's one of those weird things where it's like people used to make uh, anti-competitive claims for things like, oh, you know, like PlayStation games only run on the PlayStation. And it's uh -huh. like, okay, you just don't understand technology. That's cool. <laughs> like, well, let's move on. That's uh, cool, Senator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, and this got political too because Elizabeth Warren weighed in. And I must say I'm, I'm genuinely fond of Elizabeth Warren, who is one of my senators. Um, but you, you also wonder sometimes about there, – there's a lot of nuance here, right? I think that's part of the issue. And so, I mean – 
none of us except for Lex are anti-competition lawyers. <laughs> so I'm not sure how much we can bring to uh, our expertise to bear on that. Um, it's tough. I understand Apple's position, but like you, Dan, it makes me feel uncomfortable a little bit. Not even just from the work side, because whatever, we've, we've accounted for it. But like... <laughs> It's just like it makes my usage as an iOS user worse. Um, like the fact that I yeah, can't yeah. tap on a button from the Kindle bookstore to go to from the Kindle app to go to the Kindle bookstore is stupid. Like I have to go right. type it in manually in Safari, like some kind of Neanderthal on an iPhone. You can't even use the Amazon app either because that's that's also that would violate it as well, right? So that's silly. You can't use the Amazon yeah. app to do oh to buy books. You're saying to, to buy, buy to buy, buy books. E- to, yeah, yeah, buy electronic yeah. content. It's, right? it's like, so it, it is stupid, and it's uh, I again like I understand their logic, but you could make an extreme counter argument of like well you know like um who should be paying whom right like I get that Apple does give developers the majority of the revenue that their apps generate, but of course Apple needs those developers right. If all the developers suddenly suddenly said, hey, we're not going to make apps anymore and we're going to have our apps stop working, nobody's going to sell iPhones. Nobody's going to buy iPhones anymore. Like yes, when they first came out, people bought them with just Apple's stock apps, including the stock app. But today, nobody uses the stock app. <laughs> um, you know. And the whole thing is there's an app for that. But there's only an app for that because like, I get it. Like Apple should get a piece of it, but I feel like it should be. Yeah. I think the other part of other the frust- the other part of that frustration comes from the fact that yes, the app store is a moneymaker for them. Like there used to be a point where they operated the stores ostensibly as break even, right? Like that was for for many years. They said like we kind of view this as like the the percentage that we're taking is essentially there to compensate for the amount that we're outlaying for the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, according to at least to the last few financial rec- like statements of the last several years, I don't think that's the case anymore as far as the App Store is concerned. I think it actively makes money now. It is a profitable mm-hmm. enterprise. And I think what's frustrating to that at some point is, or I can see the frustration, is especially like the, it, it sometimes feels a little nickel and dimey because Apple makes still the bulk of its money from devices. And obviously they want to diversify and have multiple revenue streams and all of that. And again, like like I said, I can't necessarily fault them for taking you know a percentage when they are still outlaying money in terms right. of infrastructure and the like. But it also sometimes feels it, it, the optics of it feel petty at times. Yeah, and, well, and that's and it's worth it's worth pointing out though I mean, that before the App Store, Amazon used to charge like ninety percent um, on if you were self publishing a book, and then the the person who was publishing the book got like ten, um, and that all changed when Apple started the App Store. So, you know, but this is also a different time. You know that that ne- that never should have been, and now the thirty percent kind of seems like it's it's too much. And I mean, it seems like what they would be better off doing is is even with well wait so sub- subscriptions are changing yeah the second year if you maintain yeah. a sub- like a subscription based app for a year then in the second year the cut goes down to apple only takes 15 percent. yeah and i think <laughs> as i recall google like basically responded by saying that they i think all of their subscriptions right we're 15 percent from day 15, one which frankly from day one. overall makes more sense right like going back to the feeling of apple nicking nickel and diming you that's what it feels like again to me to say if you can keep the subscriber for a whole year then we'll let you keep more of the revenue like i understand the logic behind it but <laughs> just is that 15 percent really make that big a difference like Again, uh-huh. is it does it compensate for the optics? I guess is generally the question, right? right. Like, does that does the yeah. goodwill you would generate and the positivity you would generate from dropping the, the rate for say subscriptions 
Um, and I, I know they're also probably worried about just more and more stuff going then to subscriptions, even if it doesn't make sense, which is a verifiable concern. Um, you know, does that is that compensated for by the loss of that 15 percent of revenue? And the answer is maybe and maybe they'll decide to do that. Like maybe this is sort of a test thing they'll do for a couple of years and then they'll decide to shift the the percentages lower for subscriptions. Yeah, I mean, if you something. just make everything 15 percent, then it's right. It's a lot of money, right? right? Like, yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, not but it, you're right. I mean, it looks like it looks like the their chart what they're what they charge for online storage. Yeah, exactly. Apple has this problem, which is sometimes they've always been in the position of being a more high-end vendor. Yeah. And and people have gotten comfortable with paying higher prices for things like smartphone, you know, actual physical goods, right? Because they they just like, oh, well, it's better quality. I'm going to pay more. I'm going to get more out of it. It's going to last longer. All of that. I think we've all become very comfortable with that trade-off because it makes sense. But in the app store that's first of all that's not always the case in the app store like that's a whole different like kettle of fish um and it also does just seem like are we getting are the developers getting more are like are they just getting more from exposure are they making more money because it doesn't seem like developers are like despite all the money that apple does pay out to developers there's been a real i don't want to say crisis because that that kind of overstates it but like there's been a lot of consternation in recent months about how hard it is now to make a living right. as an app developer. And it's right, yeah. if you think about the dollar amounts, right? And I'm, I've made all these numbers up, but I did the math. If you have 50,000 paying subscribers and they're going to pay you a dollar a month each <laughs> and you keep them for, let's say, 15 months each, if Apple gave you the 85% cut from day one, you'd make 100,000 more dollars than if you had to wait until year two to start collecting the, the, you know, the 85% instead of 70%. And and that's a bigger deal for a for a app developer. Exactly, probably, that's a drop in the Apple. bucket. Right, Apple, right. it's a rounding error for Apple, and it's like right. It's uh, it's like the argument of tipping. It's like the argument of tipping. Well, right. It's like okay, you know, in tipping twenty percent instead of fifteen percent, like might seem onerous at times. But when you do the math, you're like, well, that was you know an additional dollar for me, which is you know not a big deal if I'm going out and buying a a you know twenty dollar meal as opposed to the person who's waiting tables and getting paid two dollars an hour that dollar might make a big difference to them right wait I have to tip yeah. well now God <laughs> only on your apps only on your oh, apps okay and your zerts well, if you're Google just tip fifteen percent you know what I always say you don't tip well you I don't know how you sleep at night how do people sleep at night Lex you tell me I asked you first well. With Casper, a sleep brand that created one perfect mattress, which is sold directly to consumers, they sleep at night by eliminating commission-driven inflated prices. With their award-winning sleep surface developed in-house with a sleek design and delivered in a small, how-did-they-do-that-sized box. Uh, in addition to the fantastic mattress that Casper makes, they also offer an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. Uh, I think the, the most important thing to bring home about the Casper is its, its quality. They have an in-house team of engineers, and they spend thousands of hours developing a mattress with springy latex and supportive memory phones for a sleep service that's a sleep surface. I always say service. A sleep, sleep as a service would be pretty great, though, too. <laughs> uh, for a sleep service that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce, plus it's breathable design, sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature through the night. You know what doesn't help you sleep well at night, Lex? Mattresses that cost well over $1,500. But Casper mattresses cost just $500 for a twin-size mattress or $600 for an extra-long twin, $750 for a full, $850 for a queen, and $950 for a king. And best of all, buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. They offer free delivery and free returns with a 100-night home trial. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. 
Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit. And some people want to sleep on important decisions before they, they commit to those decisions. Some people want to sleep on their mattress before committing to their mattress. Uh, and especially considering that Lex and John spent a third of their lives sleeping, uh, you know, and, and probably you too. Uh, it's an important decision to make. So uh, if uh, the best of all, uh, you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash rebound and using offer code rebound terms and conditions do apply uh casper is made in america as we said there's free shipping and returns to u.s and canada and time magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015 and it's the now the most awarded mattress of the decade so once again get 50 dollars towards any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com slash rebound and using offer code rebound thank you so much to casper for sponsoring the rebound we're all back from our good night's sleep to talk more are we gonna keep going with spotify because i don't know if there's anything else going on yeah i mean the the funny thing is you kind of know how the story's gonna go or at least i felt like i knew how the story was gonna go when spotify first started making noise right they said apple won't let us release an update to our app and what is it, what exactly is spotify claiming is happening here break it down for me I, it seems like I'm still sort of skimming through some of this because there's a lot like Bruce Sewell, the Apple general counsel responded. Uh, Spotify said essentially that they were uh, like using the app store approval process as quote a weapon. So apparently now they're also Liam Neeson in Taken. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so Apple won't approve a new version of the Spotify app. Which apparently is the uh, Sewell wrote in his in his letter that the current version that is out there now already violates Apple's guidelines, <laughs> and the a, a communications guy from Spotify claims there's a screenshot here uh, that the communication guy posted on Twitter, uh, and he claims that the the thing that Apple is uh, taking issue with is um, basically a pop up that says like. This is a premium feature. You need a premium subscription to unlock it. And the button says, got it. Because again, they can't send you a button to go to their online, you know, to their website for purchasing. Which is weird because there's a lot of stuff I feel like that has a similar feature where it's like, hey, this is an in-app purchase or this is a subscription feature, etc. So if that is in fact the case, and assuming Spotify is not being disingenuous about it, um, then I don't see... I don't see why that would violate it. Right. That seems like weird. that seems, seems to me to be following the practice, right? You can't say here's how to buy it. Instead, you can just say it has to be bought. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. And what makes this super sort of uncomfortable as well is that, of course, Apple is a Spotify competitor, like a direct competitor now, right? Like that's, that's where things start to get into that. You know, people are starting to argue the anti-competitive space mm-hmm. is because they are actually in that business. And so... You know, there's a lot of ammunition for Spotify, again, whether it's whether it's justified or not. Like there's a lot of, you know, PR reasons why Spotify would want to say, look, we're getting handicapped here. I mean, and basically Apple having a built in music subscription service doesn't seem that far off from, you know, Microsoft getting smacked down in the 90s for building a web browser in some ways. Like that was not to say that was a good decision, but like microsoft got slapped for that and yeah. and rightly or wrongly like that was that was something that was deemed to have crossed the line so are we have the rules changed i mean certainly technology's changed a lot in 20 years and people are more like and then a web browser was like freaking mystical grimoire or something <laughs> yeah i um i will say i did not agree 
with um, Gruber's post on this. <laughs> um, Gruber wrote, and I'm quoting, cry me a river. <laughs> Spotify has long charged $13 <laughs> VNF subscriptions to get around the 30% App Store tax, and Apple has now cut the long-term subscription split from 7030 to 515. Fine. Um, but he says, read between the lines here, and the real message here is that Apple Music is kicking Spotify's ass. I mean, that's that's demonstrably not true. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Spotify, they say, has 30 million active subscribers, and Apple Music has 15 yeah, million. But they, yeah, but they've gotten a lot more in the last year. Sure. And there Obviously. And, Which is, you yeah. know. But I, I don't know. Like Spotify also has a free tier, right? Right. Which right. Apple isn't doing. And I had to look up to see if Apple's doing one because it's yeah, I mean, Apple hates ads, um, which is part of why they're not doing a free one. But uh, I don't know. I mean, Apple will never be as big as Spotify in the music space without a free tier, because right. And so that's why they're always comparing comparing paid subscribers. Exactly. Exactly. But I don't know. I I was at an audio advertising presentation. You'll never guess why. And the guy from Spotify was talking about, uh, you know, how many people are hearing the ads and where they do it. And it's, it's cool. I mean, I, I don't think those ads are as effective as podcast ads for obvious reasons. But, I mean, they're doing huge numbers on the free side. Like, apparently, everybody in the entire world is listening to Spotify. Um, so it's, I don't know. But the question is, does that make any money, right? Like, I, that's where that's where the issue comes yep, in. Yep. Um, well, I, I think that they would rather have everybody be a paying subscriber. No question. But uh, I don't know. It comes down to which app experience do you enjoy more. Like Gruber tried to make the point that in part Spotify um, is the one most at war with artists over their abysmal royalty rates. I don't know if that's 100% accurate either. <laughs> um, it took Taylor Swift, you know, tweeting at Eddie Q to, to get better rates for their free trials at, at Apple Music. But uh, have either of you used Spotify? Yeah, I use the free stuff on my, certainly on my Mac. It's not the free offering on the iOS app is not as good because right. you can't shuffle or it just shuffles everything. So like I try to play a song or a station and it like, it, it it's a little more hit or miss. Right. Um, but, it, but the Mac version's fine. I don't mind ads every once in a while because I don't use it that much. Right. But I mean, I, prefer, I, I'm, I'm a Rhapsody customer, um, but I've used all the services. I tried every single one of them, and I, I don't think any of them is great in terms of its no, interface. I, I think all of them are fine well, at best. And well, speaking of which, how do you feel about Tidal? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Uh, because the rumors are that Apple has been in negotiations to to buy it, which seems weird. <laughs> seems extremely weird. I mean, they just they just spent a ton of money on a streaming service. I guess the the sort of rationale that goes is going around it seems to be they could get like those exclusives that are you know artist exclusives that are making their debut on title and nowhere else. So right. like the Beyonce album that came out a month or two ago. Um. Which came out like when didn't it come out like twenty four hours in advance on title and then was <laughs> yes and then it was everywhere the like day, seconds yeah. later yes yeah um, I don't I you know I understand again once again I understand the idea of exclusives because in this day and age how else do you set your platform apart really um, but it does seem it seems like that would be unnecessary like. <laughs> I don't know what they would get from that that they don't already really have or, right. you know. The cynical view is. Jay-Z. They want Jay-Z. Right. They want I Jay-Z guess. and Kanye and Beyonce on the board. But the, the cynical view is um, that they're, they've got money burning a hole in their collective pockets over there. And they're like, well, geez, what did Steve love? What is Steve? Oh, Steve loved music. Let's get all the music services that we don't hate. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand why they would possibly acquire Tidal. 
they're not going to keep it the same way, right? There's no way they're going to run two separate music no. streaming services. Wouldn't they just fold, they'd fold it into Beats, presumably. Yeah. Or into Apple Music, right? Well, yeah, right? I mean, because there's no... <laughs> Beats is just a hard Can you imagine iTunes? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, there needs to be another tab in iTunes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you like to stream from, <laughs> you from Beats, up for from Tidal? Or do you want to sign up for Beats? Or do you want Maybe to they should for... just buy Spotify while they're at it, and then that would solve right, yeah, like, sure. a whole bunch of problems. <laughs> Or create new problems. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I st- I'm still not an Apple Music subscriber. I'm not sure that the addition of Tidal would like, <laughs> like, you know, drive me over the edge to be like, oh yeah, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna sign up. Uh, what would make me sign up is if they uh, made it less slightly less uh, annoying to use. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why they would do I find, it. I find it to be fine now that I kind of understand it. I'm guessing they're not going to acquire title. It's not. It's not like a pleasure to use. Certainly, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. But um, and then again, I use iTunes, which is definitely not a pleasure to use. Yeah. So you're already in. A, you're already in a bag of hurt. <laughs> I'm already on fire just right keep, now. Just keep digging. I'll tell you what is a pleasure, though, gentlemen. Oh please, Roan Apparel. Listen, we already talked about Mac Weldon. You're going to get them for your undergarments, your boxers, your socks, all that other good stuff. The T-shirts. Roan makes stylish activewear. That's R H O N E, from innovative and custom fabrics built specifically for men. So I don't know. I think some of our listeners are men. Um, some of the hosts are too. We use innovative fabrics at Roan. We I work there too now. They use silver tech, which involves melting down pure silver and weaving it into a yarn. It's antimicrobial and anti-stink, so your gym clothes will no longer smell. GQ magazine in their article, The Truth About Anti-Stink Gym Gear, ranked Roan's products number one, beating out premium competitors such as Lululemon. New York Post dubbed it activewear fit for Superman. I am the Lex Luthor to Superman. Uh, but so I, Roan sent us all some clothes. I think you guys got the Roan garments, right? Yes. And yes. they are like comically comfortable. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, re- <laughs> now, it is a little bit disingenuous for me to talk about active wear because the most active thing I do is go up and down the staircase. But they perform really well when I go up and down the staircase. Uh, <laughs> but no, they're really great. They're comfortable. They, they do the wicking. They're great. You're going to love them. Check them out. So go to Roan, R-H-O-N-E dot com, dot com slash rebound. So it's Roan dot com slash rebound to check out their brand new collections. R-H-O-N-E dot com. And right now they're offering the rebound listeners an inside deal for 15% off your first order with the code rebound. Again, so it's Roan dot com. R-H-O-N-E dot com slash rebound and the promo code rebound to save 15% off your first order. Made for men, fit for kings. Our thanks to Roan for their support of the rebound. I was uh, wearing my Roan hoodie last night as we watched the fireworks. Nice. It was quite, it was quite nice. It's, I, I, tr- I honestly believe it's like the nicest clothing I own. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, what well, quick aside for our listeners and for you fine gentlemen. I was picking up my tuxedo for the wedding. I guess on Friday, and they had to make some adjustments to the jacket. And so I was waiting there for a while. And they were nice people, and I was looking around their store and I was looking at some of their very nice collared button-down shirts they had and uh, some other stuff. And then I was looking at the price tags. It was like one hundred fifty dollars for one of these shirts, and I'm like. Jeez, I don't really spend $150 on shirts. She's like, well, what do you spend on shirts? I'm like, I buy most of my shirts at Target. (laughs) (laughs) I can guarantee you this. Clothes from Roan, much nicer than clothes from Target. I'm not going to lie to you. I would go along with that. (laughs) Because there's there's no possible way to argue against that. A ringing endorsement. (laughs) Anything else? Going... 
on this. And you're still the only one running any iOS betas, right there, Dan? Uh, yeah, and I'm really, it's, I've got it on this 5S here, and I really haven't been using it. Oh, it's telling me to go to bed, though, right now. <laughs> Why? So there's a new wake-up alarm feature on it where you can tell it, like, I want to get this much sleep, and it will tell you, essentially, and I want to get up at this time, and it will tell you when to go to bed, and it will, like, adjust it as it goes along. But I think because I keep forgetting to turn it off because it's in the other room that it's, like, shifted my... Like, it's totally flipped now and, like, it's telling me to go to bed, like, now. <laughs> it's like, you have not been sleeping, basically, for the last week. So, yeah, I guess that might work better if... I say was using it on my actual phone. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still waiting. I mean, so it's July. There will be a public beta at some point in the next uh, probably... Couple weeks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there hasn't even been a second developer well, beta. Vitici, Federico Vitici is, is suggesting he thinks the second beta will go out as we're recording this on the 5th of July, sometime today. Um, and, you know, some, I have seen some developers who should know better saying, you know, when beta 2 comes out, I'm going to put it on my, my main phone. I'm going, to put my, I'm going to put it on my primary devices when beta 2 comes out. Because beta 1 has been so beloved. I think beta 3 will probably be pretty close to the public beta is my guess. I think those things will be, just based on the timeline, if they come out with beta 2 this week, then beta 3 is probably a couple weeks off, at which point you're like into mid-July and there's like, there's probably some additional changes that get made after that and then the public beta comes out like towards the end of july is my guess that's just it's just math guys just simple math yeah the simplest of maths <sighs> i don't know i well here's here's some news for you guys friedman news is that i'm thinking i might give my ipad mini to my kid who's got a really really old ipad mini uh because i just i'm on the ipad pro whenever i'm ipadding i just never reach for the mini anymore Never thought it would happen to me. Hmm. Dear I, uh, Penthouse. <laughs> I knew the big one. Yeah, right. You have the ultra large one, right? Yeah. The, the massive I, 12 point I, something. I went into uh, an Apple store the other week to buy. So my uncle's retiring. He's a doctor. And he has a terrible, gigantic, like 17-inch behemoth laptop that he used that was still running Windows Vista or something. So we decided to get him an iPad for his retirement gift. Uh, he is not very technically savvy. We did not realize, apparently, I, I talked to my mother the other, it says they went up to celebrate with him, and I got a call from her in which he's like, well, it turns out that he doesn't actually have Wi-Fi at his house. <laughs> he has dial-up. And we're like, what? Oh my God. What is happening right now? Uh, so I have to get a modem for that iPad. No, I have to set up, <laughs> now we have to set up wireless for him. Um, 2400 baud, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and so I feel like... I don't know. So we bought him an iPad Pro, the 9.7-inch one. And I, oh, I went into the store to try them both out. And I do think that they, the larger iPad is very nice, but it does, seem, it does seem too big for what I would use it for. Like, at that point, I would go to my laptop uh, is, is still the way I'm, I'm thinking. Like, I, it, it's, it's an impressive-looking device. Its size and weight are really, like, shocking in ways like you know in terms of just like it's super light and yet it, and it feels like this like really huge surface and definitely like looking from that like even spending a couple minutes with that and then going back to the 9.7 inch you're like this is so tiny <laughs> um but just for portability and like i i think having the 9.7 inches 
is really nice to be able to carry around. But yeah, the 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 larger Pro seems cool. The the keyboard on it, the like keyboard cover for it, seems much more usable. Apple's uh, or Logitech's, or did you only try? Apple's? I only tried Apple's because they were in the store yeah. the display there. Logitech's is is considerably heavier than Apple's, but I think every reviewer that I have seen has agreed that Logitech's is a considerably better keyboard. And it does the backlighting, which turns out to be very useful since, um, you know, as bright as the iPad screen is, if you're working in a dark space, you have that screen dim and it does not light up the keys. And so yeah. uh, I, I really, I don't know. I leave my iPad Pro in the Logitech keyboard case probably 97% of the time. Well, at that point, it's basically just a laptop. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I can flip it around and like, so, you know, on the airplane, they're like, hey, you can use your smaller portable electronic yes. devices. We can't use your yeah, larger right. ones. If I leave the iPad propped up in my lap in the keyboard, they're like, oh, you, you got to put that away. But if I fold it over and put the keys on anything, like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, and I'm not trying to break any rules. I'm just seeing what I can get away with. Uh, but so the, like, that's what I end up doing. But I, I mean, I, I use it for productivity. Like it's probably fifty-fifty for entertainment versus work. But I don't know. I really do like it. I mean, I still use a Mac every day, but I uh, I really like that iPad Pro. Just gonna say, I'm not gonna right. lie to you. I mean, I would take one if someone would give one to me. But. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> Apple will let you buy an iPad Pro, and if you don't like it, you can keep it, and they'll refund your money. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Mac Weldon and Boxers. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> did um did either of you use paper? The Facebook app or the no, or the, the physical material? No. Well, uh, let's start with the Facebook app. I use the Facebook app once or you twice. You can still use the physical material, but you can no longer use the, <laughs> the Facebook app. No, nope, never. I never did. I did, and actually it got me, back when it came out at least, it got me using Facebook again for at least for a while. What What is paper for the uninformed uh, among us? It's just a... It's a it was an app. I mean, it's a for completely using different. Facebook. Like, uh, I mean, I would. Yeah, it's almost the Flipboard for Facebook only. Yeah, that's a good. I was trying to think of a good other example. I was going to say Instagram, but it's it's more like Flipboard. Yeah. So. Um, and it just made it made going through posts a little more fun and um, easier to man easier to digest, I guess. Uh, and. I think in that format, it also made their algorithm things seem less onerous. It's like when it's in a list, you you sort of expect when it's in like a, uh, you know, that that vertically oriented uh, order, you sort of ex I expect things to be in chronological order. And of course, with Facebook, they never are. Uh, but when it was horizontal and you flip through it, like, you know, like you said, like flip, like flipboard, it seemed like, okay, I, this makes a little more sense that they're trying to do something algorithmically here. Yeah. I started using, uh, an app called friendly at the, uh, uh, suggestion of Anthony Johnson who runs, uh, unjustly maligned over on the incomparable network. And, uh, I think the primary reason for him suggesting it was that it has a like reverse chronological timeline, basically. I mean, it also supports multiple counts and a bunch of other stuff, but I've been trying to keep up a little more with like the Incomparables Facebook group and stuff like that. So I've been like lurking on Facebook more recently. Um, and I do think that app seems to provide a slightly better experience. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But none of that makes me really want to spend more time on Facebook that much. So, and, and that's a third party one? Yeah. Okay. I used to use third-party Facebook apps, but then I stopped because Facebook made it harder and harder. But you're having success. That's good. I yeah. just mostly stopped using Facebook. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a all. good strategy in any in any way. <laughs> 
the thing I love about like Dan likes the incomparable uh, Facebook group. The thing I like about Facebook is the local New Jersey township I live in residence page, uh, where it's just constant infighting every day. Somebody will say like, "What a beautiful day <laughs> here in Manalapa, New Jersey." And then there'll be 87 comments. Why would you clutter up my newsfeed with stuff like this? And then they fight. Why would you read it? Why don't you just leave the group? And it's like everything. It doesn't matter how relevant or not devolves into fighting. And I just love it. I, anytime I need to pick me up, I check out that group. It is awesome. <laughs> that sounds terrible. In fact, I'm going to do a quick test. I'm just going to go. join that group right now. You got to live here. And they check. I'm going to no. check the, the residence page right now and see. <laughs> so it's somebody talking about um why do these why do they let these people do fireworks at night if they're not licensed it seems like there's a lot of illegal things going on why don't our police ever do anything that is the top thread on the page and it is full of hate in the comments so i love it so don't move to New Jersey, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I've talked about this to some other people who have similar township or town or city, whatever, Facebook groups. Apparently, every single one of those is like this. Like, people, it turns out, kind of horrible, kind of awful. They just want to bitch about things. People just want to fight. I like to fight on Twitter, but I also know what I'm getting into. I like to fight on podcasts, so you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Lex. Made Dan cry again. Tune in next week when our host will be Guy English. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. <laughs>is there more yeah like do i need is there something i should be doing to like is there a box that i didn't check you've got it it's it's only for my best friends is the problem um <laughs> <laughs>